0: Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you now just uh, taking a moment, shutting the outside world out for just a few minutes, and Father, we just, uh, we just want to lift up your name and praise you for who you are. Uh, we're thankful for your spirit as it uh, fills us, uh, helps us get through our day, Father. Father, please help us as we uh, go into the world that we realize that this season is the celebration of the birth of our Savior Jesus, Father? We just uh, we just want to keep that in the forethoughts of our mind, and as we're out and sharing and uh, just being witnesses for you, Father. We uh, pray for Brother Darrell this morning as he's bringing your message. We pray for our musicians, and we just ask you to help us be those Christian men and women you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Let's stand as we worship the Lord today.
1: Who am I that the highest would welcome? I was lost, but he brought me love.
2: In my fall. And stories of love. So...
1: I am a child of God. I'm no.
2: Child of God, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. I'm no longer. No! no.
0: Sons
2: and the daughters
0: Looking at the title page is, today is Relationship Instead of Religion. And it comes out of Hebrews chapter 9. We are finishing, coming very, very close to the end of Hebrews. Obviously, this isn't the day. Uh, we are taking communion today. So I backtracked in Hebrews and went back to chapter 9. So if you want to turn with me there in your Bible, Hebrew nine, Hebrews 9, 1 through 15 and the message on communion, then we'll try to finish up Hebrews the next week or two. Hebrews 9, 1 through 15, relationship instead of religion. Okay, follow along with me. There's that Hebrew pastor writes, then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service, and the earthly sanctuary. I'll just stop right there. I should have said this to introduce a little bit. He's going to talk about covenants, two covenants, oh, basically Old Testament and New. The The Old Covenant was all about the law, the temple, and, and, and all that those temple things that they did, the sacrifices. The New Covenant uh, does away with all of that, and Jesus becomes the sacrifice. Similar to the Old Testament story of the Passover and the sacrifice of the lamb and the blood over the doorpost as the Israelites came out of Egypt. Uh, That The Old Testament Passover, Jesus instituted the New Testament communion uh, with the saints and his body becomes the lamb and his blood becomes the the sacrifice. And that's what we will commemorate this morning. So it's comparison, you'll see that, it's comparing the Old Testament with the, the new and have the old being done away with. So read verse 1 again. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinance of, of divine service in the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread which is called the sanctuary, and behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, the Ark of the Covenant, overlaid on all sides with gold, in which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant, or the Ten Commandments. And above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Now, when these things had been thus prepared, the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services. But into the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, which is which is the day of atonement, not without blood, which he offered for "...himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect." In regard to the conscience, it cannot make him who performed the service perfect. In regard to the conscience, concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of Reformation. Pause just a little bit there at verse 10 because we take a dramatic shift in 11 through 15. Uh, 1 through 10 describes the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and all the things they had to do in order and in a precise way. The t- t- title page is, is Relationship Instead of Religion. The Old Testament is all about religion and the difference between religion and relationship. Now, I I realize that no matter what I say, Christianity is a religion. I get that. But I want it to be so much more than that for you. I want it to be so much more than that for you. Judaism is a religion. Religion instead of relationship, I'm sorry, relationship instead, instead of religion. They one replaces the other. The old covenant is all about religion. What's the difference? Religion is always this. Let me say it more accurately. Religion, in and of itself, religion by itself, is always this. It will always be man reaching up to God. It's always that. Somehow, some way, it's doing acts. It's performing. It's uh, something that you're doing. It's it's always going to be that—that that it's man reaching up to God. Somehow I can be good enough. Somehow I can read enough. Somehow I can pray enough. Somehow I can perform enough. Somehow I can be good enough. Now I get. And all of us are gonna wrestle with that. Every every Christian I've ever met wrestles with that a little bit. There's always gonna be this wrestling between the relationship and the religion part. Christianity is a religion. But it's I want that to be so much more than that for you. But that's what religion in and of itself is. It's always it's gonna be exactly what was described here. It's man reaching up to God. It's performing the services just right. And it could never make the performer perfect according to the conscience. No matter what they did, no matter how many bulls they sacrificed, no matter how many priests did it, they, they went through the ritual and they did it exactly the way God said to do it. But for some reason, because it was never meant, meant to be in the first place, these religious acts, they're doing it exactly right. They're going through the motions, but they're not feeling it. It can never... Get rid, it, it gets rid of the sin on the surface, but it never gets rid of the sin in the heart. It never gets rid of the sin in the mind and in the soul. They went through the performance. They went through the ritual. They went through the tradition, kind of like maybe coming to church. Going to Sunday school, coming to church, reading what you're supposed to read, praying when you're supposed to pray, singing when you're supposed to sing. Nothing wrong with any of that. And we're going to really concentrate on that here in, here in, here in a minute. Nothing wrong with, with any of that unless that's all there is. And going through the motions and still walking out and feeling like I'm not any different. Nothing's changed. I, it hasn't changed at all the way I, I feel. It hasn't, it hasn't taken away my sin. I still feel the same. I went through the motions. I did what God asked me to do. But, so that's why verse 9 says, No matter what, they cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. I still feel the same way. Verse 11, let's move on. But... However, verse 11 is a big change right right there. Now we're going to go from religion to relationship. Jesus is not a religion, okay? Christianity, and if if I can say it just, just particularly right, Christianity is a religion. Jesus is not, okay? And so, but Christ, but Jesus came as high priest of the good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all. He doesn't have to do it again. He's not doing this year by year. He did this once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. That's for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the, unclean, uh, sprinkling the unclean sacrifices for the purifying of the flesh for all the outward stuff. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. That those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Look at the next screen. Religious acts and traditions. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Uh, In the New Testament we read this interesting story of where Peter and Paul had this face to face confrontation. Kind of like an argument. And Paul confronts Peter because Peter, being a good Jew, knows better. But he is uh, they're, they're in the same room with Gentiles. And they're eating lunch. And Peter, being at a table with the Gentiles, re- removes himself when some other Jews walked in. So he removes himself from the Gentile table to move over to eat with the Jews. Now he knows better than that, but hey, that that tradition is hard to get hard to get away from. Okay, it's it's, it's hard to change that. And so Paul is watching, and he sees what Peter does. Hey, uh, hey Peter, why did you why did you change change seats there? Why did you remove yourself from the Gentiles to, uh, to eat with the Jews? You're doing it because of the 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 tradition, and Paul made it. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're trying to make the Gentiles uh, follow the traditions that you do. Nothing wrong with you following the traditions, but they don't have to. Religious acts and traditions, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's not enough to it. That's the problem. The traditions we have and the traditions we keep, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't let it become... Your relationship. Don't let it be, get in the way of your relationship. There's absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with it. But there's not enough to it. There's not enough Jesus in it, if that's all there is. There's not enough Jesus to it, if that's all there is. If, if coming to church just becomes, com, just becomes coming to church, that's, that's not enough. It's not enough for me. Church is not enough for me. If Jesus is not here, it's not enough. Prayer is not enough for me. If I'm talking to him and and he doesn't talk back, if I'm speaking to him and he never speaks back, that's not enough for me. Reading the Bible is not enough for me if I don't hear him speak. Nothing is enough for me if he's not there. It's just a religion. There's no relationship there. It's not enough for me. It might be for some, but it's not, it's not for me. I need the relationship. I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody that I know when I talk to him, he hears me and he uh, talks back. He, re- he responds to me. He answers my prayers. He's with me. There's a relationship there. It's not just a religion. It's a relationship. Religion is not enough. I hope it's not enough for you. I hope coming to a dead church and dead works and dead prayers and dead, dead scripture, I hope that's not enough for you. I hope you become dis, discontent with all of that. There's nothing wrong with any of it, but there's not enough to it. There's no relationship there. And that's what I want for you to have. More than just the Religion. I want you to have the the relationship. I could not uh, get to sleep last night, which is unusual for me. So I could not get out of my mind a conversation that I had with a lady in our church who was dying, and I didn't really know that at the time, even though I suspected it. She didn't know she was dying even though she suspected it. So I was there by her bedside, and we both, you know, we didn't say, we didn't know that she was dying, but we both suspected it. And when I reached up to pray for her, I just suspected that she was dying. I reached up to pray for her, Uh, I remember this like it was happening right now. And she grabbed my hand, and she grabbed my hand hard. And she said, "Uh, do you believe what you preach? And she said it not in, you know, some people ask that casually. Some people ask that confrontationally. It wasn't that. She wanted to know. Do you believe what you preach? Do you really believe it? That's that's what she wanted to know. Do you really believe it? Is this real? That's that's what she wanted to know. Is this real? Okay. You know know I'm going to answer yes. But I've never had anybody ask me that like that. I've never had anybody who was that Uh, deep into it wasn't confrontational wasn't curious see there's a difference isn't there between being curious and wanting to know wanting to know she wanted to know do you believe what you preach okay by the grace of God the Holy Spirit just had enough of me that I didn't respond right away because she thought about that, and so I thought about that too. And I didn't, I, I said, I, I can't be casual here, and I can't be glib here, and I can't just, oh, yeah, 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 you know, no, it wasn't anything like that. And I paused for must have seemed like a long time, and I wondered if she, I don't know what she thought, I wondered if she thought, well, maybe he doesn't believe. Well, I do But I thought through what she asked me. And I just checked myself again. Do I really believe it? Do I really believe it? And I thought for a minute. And I said, yes, I do. With all my heart. What she's asking, because she's a member of our church. What she's asking me is. Do we really believe what we preach? Really? Do we really believe what we preach? And so I'm going to ask you the same thing. I really hadn't intended to include this here, but I couldn't get to sleep last night, so I know this is what I was supposed to do. Do you really believe? And I don't want a casual, oh, yeah, you know, a, yeah, 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 you know, I, I believe what scripture says. Do you really believe it? Do you believe in Jesus? I mean, do you really believe? What she's asking is, do we really believe what we say we believe? And thinking deeply about it, my answer is, yes, I do. And I want you to also. I want you to move past the religion into relationship to where Jesus is more to you than anything and anyone because you're more to him than anything and anyone because he proved that when he gave his life for you on the cross. You're more to him than anything and anyone. And what I'm trying to do, I'm working towards that place where it's, where it's returned. He's more to me than anything and anyone. Okay, we're going to look on the screen. This is also on, on your outline if you want to use that. But just, these are just some statements. All right, this is about, about relationship. We're going to have these on the screen. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here. But religion can't do this. Going through the acts, going through the motions, going through the the traditions, religion can't do this. No one loves you like Jesus does, which is unconditionally. No one does. There There really is no such thing except through his love. No one loves you like Jesus does unconditionally. The next one. No one understands you like Jesus does. Now, everybody in the room would say, oh, nobody, nobody understands me, and you're right except Jesus. No one understands you like Jesus does. The next one, no one accepts you like Jesus does. He just invites all to come. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care what you've done. No one accepts you like Jesus does and the last one Jesus never gives up on you never then the last screen the unbeliever wants this to be true the believer knows this is true I'm I'm trying to move you closer to that where it's beyond the religion and it's now about a relationship. What I'm going to ask you this morning, before we take the communion. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and uncover this. Uh, Daniel, who's going to do the invitation? What we're going to do is have a prayer time before we take our communion, and and we always do this. Uh, this just gives us a chance to, well, obviously to pray. Gives us a chance to uh, talk to the Lord about some things before we take the bread and the juice. This morning when we take the bread and the juice, my aim, what I'm shooting for, is for you to take that bread and that juice. And I don't mean this in some kind of strange, strange way like, like some do. I don't mean this in some kind of strange way, but, that's, but it is, it's symbolic. This is Jesus. And this is what it's all about. This is Jesus. And this is what it's all about. During our prayer time, I want anybody to feel like they can come and pray about anything. But a couple of things that I want you to think about. Is there anybody in the room who does not have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to come. It's not all about me wanting you to come, though, is it? The Holy Spirit wants you to come. Is there anybody in the room who does not have a relationship with Jesus? The Holy Spirit is calling you and asking you to come. Is there anybody in the room more like me? I have a relationship with Jesus But I need to work on that. I have a relationship with Jesus, but it has, if I'm not careful, it's trying to become more religion. I have a relationship with Jesus, but here lately, I've been wrestling with just going through the motions. And I don't want my relationship to go backward into just religion. I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want to fake it. I want it to be real. Do you really believe what you preach? Do you really believe what you preach? If you're struggling with that, like I do, where, I, where just going through the motions of religion, I don't want that. I want to go back to where I know it can be, a relationship with Jesus, if you don't have one, the Holy Spirit's asking you to come. If you have a relationship but you're struggling with the motion, the religion part, and you want to get back to where you know it can be, then I'm going to ask going to ask you to come. We're going to stop the live stream now, and I'm going to ask you to stand. And if you need to come and pray before we take the communion this morning. Uh, As the guitarist plays, if you need to come and pray about anything, but especially about your relationship with Jesus, we invite you to come.